Circuit Cast with your host, Mark Amory. Kia Koto, welcome to Circuit Cast, and in this cast we're in Auckland and we're in the offices uh, right next door to Art Space of Totai, and I'm with the manager, Christina Jeffrey. Kia ora. Kia ora, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, now, recently you were at the Honolulu um, Biennale. I was. Can you tell us a little bit about New Zealand's involvement there? It's very exciting. So the inaugural Biennale, and um, New Zealand had six artists, uh, Greg Semu, Yuki Kihara, Lisa Rehana, Brett Graham, Fiona Partington. Is that six? It's always John hard. Veer. Uh, and John Veer, yeah, who we've yes. spoken to on the podcast before. Yes, yeah. Very fine video yeah. artist. Yes, yeah. And, and, and what was Totai's involvement there? Totai, um, we were lucky to get uh, to meet one of the founding directors, Catherine Tudor, when she came to New Zealand a couple of years ago with... Um, uh, the curatorial director, and yes. whose name I can't remember, <laughs> Nanjo, um, Fumio Nanjo, and um, so we got to meet Catherine and hear about it at that stage, and decided that we really liked the idea of having a Biennale down this end of the world, and would it's a new, a new, it's event. new, yeah, a first new one, inaugural. Mm. Uh, and so we also were aware, are aware, that it's really difficult to get um, artists to apply singly for a um, one event. So we offered to pay a project manager here. So Joanna Gordon-Smith, who's the curator at Te Uru, um, project managed for the New Zealand team and we thought yeah this is two birds and one stone um, it was great experience for Joanna who's you know, a young curator to have that experience of being involved in a, an event like this and to meet some of those big names. How does, it, how does it operate? You know, you've got the Festival of Pacific Arts that mm. Creative New Zealand has a great deal of support mm. for, and then of course there's the Asia Pacific Triennial in mm. Brisbane. How, how does this mm. fit next to those? Um, I'm not quite sure about how much, as far as funding goes, um, but of course, uh, this, which is like the APT, is a, is a contemporary um, art event rather than the what they call. Um, whatever they call history, history traditional. They mm, don't even call that there anymore. Yeah. Think, think of what their name is. Um, and the, I imagine that the the way that it all happens is similar. That there is a curator who chooses artists, and then the organising organisers. Um, apply to CNZ for funding so then it depends on how good the application is so where were the artists all from what was the Mm. kind of you know the the theme of this and and, or how they were selected the um, artists were from I think they decided that it was a third from the Pacific a third local Hawaiian and a third from sort of the Pacific Rim so yeah and all selected by 
Fumio Nanjo. Well, what, what counts as the Pacific Rim? There were some artists there from Korea and from China. Uh, I need to look at the list, but yeah, just sort of on the edge, Taiwan. United States at all? And don't know. The yeah, mainland, just, but um, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Was it a different yeah. sort of event in terms of the sorts of work that you saw compared to, to, to other events you've been to? Um, this was the first biennial that I'd been to, but I, and last year I did go to the APT for the first time. Uh, I suppose what I liked about it was that the work, um, I could understand a lot of the work and the issues that the artists were exploring were similar to artists, uh, the issues that artists in New Zealand, Aotearoa, were exploring and are exploring. And yeah, I, th- I think that was quite strong. So there was a lot of. Um, climate change of course being in the Pacific and um, uh, political yeah there was political about um, indigenous the state of you know indigenous artists or indigenous people in various countries what about Chinese interest in the Pacific or immigration those kind of immigration yes not not too much on China I don't think it probably was, but yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So maybe we could talk a little bit about Totai and how it began and, um, and, and what, it, what it does. What's the history of Totai? Where, where did it come from? Uh, Totai last year celebrated its 30th anniversary, and so 30 years ago was organised, set up by um, Samoan artist Fatu Fu and a group of friends. And supporters, and Fatu realised that he had been helped by um, some artists, and that had made a huge difference to him. So people like Phil Claremont and Tony Fomerson and Alan Maddox had all been early supporters of Fatu's, and so he went. He thought this. Yeah, he'd like to support the younger artists that were coming through at that stage who were at university and set up this organisation. Those young artists today, uh, are in the last two years, have been turning 50, so Lily Leiter and John Ioanni and um, Michael Tuffery were some of the early early ones. And so the that idea, Toto supports Pacific art and artists and that's what we still do and we're now funded by Creative New Zealand uh, to do that we're a torturer organisation so we have we're lucky to have that um, relationship with CNZ and we also have good funding from Foundation North and just recently have been uh, we've set up a um, patron group of our own, so which we've been very lucky to get. Mm. That's well supported as well. 
So you, you do quite a diverse range of information mm. of, of, of activity. I mean, you obviously do a lot of information mm. sharing and mm. networking, but I mean, this, you do quite mm. a bit of funding mm. of artists and arts organisations mm. through the country. Uh, you do a lot of mentoring, mm. a lot of training for the mm. young ones coming through. I know your 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 trips around the country mm. with young artists coming mm. through the tertiary institutions are pretty legendary and a pretty interesting and uh, powerful exhibition mm. program. So a lot of activity. Mm. Yeah, and. I think that um, those we we are sort of settled on a sort of core range of events and a core program. Uh, we look at that you know, constantly and um, try to hone where our resources are best used. And and really, what I think in the last few years things that I've been most excited about have been um, we've, we run the, an intern program for Creative New Zealand, so Creative New Zealand provide funding for three Māori and three Pacific interns each year Toi Māori uh, run the Māori program and we the Pacific one and that, that just uh, has proven to be really really important and where this year is our fourth year and has made a huge impact on the young people that go through that but also the organisations that they go and spend their 20 weeks with uh, it gives organisations an opportunity to have a young Pacific person um, with a young voice and a young Pacific perspective in their organisation, um, which they have all, you know, really enjoyed and appreciated having that uh, in some some times. Yeah. Yes, a few of them have been asked to you know stay on at organisations as well. The artists that you've mentioned mm. uh, all would probably be classed normally in the visual arts. So you would mm. cross art forms. Mm, we do. Um, certainly when Fatu started I think uh, 30 years ago you're either a painter or a sculptor or a printmaker maybe but these days we we've broadened our um, range and we've got you know, photographers and moving image work artists and um, writers and dancers and um, not so many musicians but yeah the whole range and we try to support um, those writers, you know, for instance. And a lot of what that support is quite uh, minimal, but is just sometimes just enough to keep them keep yeah keep them going for a bit longer. And if they're yeah. out of Auckland, particularly, then it's easier to support yeah. other organisations. Yeah, so there's been quite, I mean, interestingly, I think the contemporary Pacific arts for me is very intermedia or mm. cross-media, mm. and that's one of the things that a lot of these artists mm. have led with, mm. is a very, lot of strength in the performance mm. and video mm. practice areas, so it doesn't make a lot of sense that's to put right. up too many mm. walls no. in that sense. Mm. Um, and since Fatu first, you mm. know, was part of that founding, mm. it's grown in mm. strength mm. incredibly in terms of the presence mm. and, and the richness of, of the practice of Pacific artists. Mm. I guess the question I've got is, where to next? Mm. Uh, beyond the mm. sort of, you know, just 
just making mm. do kind of mm. situation in terms of sustainable mm. uh, practice mm. for these artists. Mm. Is that a concern? It, it is. And I, th- I think that we're always looking for ways to... We, we know that we've got some hugely um, talented artists and as there are hugely talented art, artists uh, throughout New Zealand... So we have to try and find ways to support our artists to just yeah, become a bit cleverer or a bit smarter and help them with their marketing or with their business programs and so forth. So we're, we're spending a bit more time each year, I think, on workshops and mentoring and just trying to help um, the artists get a bit more of an edge so that they are able to foot it on a on a bigger stage. Um, I wonder if part of the issue is is is, is more Pacific Island um, practitioners being in positions of power within mm. the institutions. Mm. And you see some good changes, I think, in, in that sense. But still, mm. there's a kind of a sense that a lot of these artists work very mm. independently. Mm. Uh, a lot of them don't have mm. art dealers, mm. as a lot of the Pākehā mm. artists do. Mm. Um, I, I, are they looking for new models to work, or is this an issue? Well, it's it's certainly I'd, I think it's an issue um, because I can probably tell you the names of the artists who do have dealers, and it does make a difference whether you have a dealer or not. And um, I don't think that enough um, Pacific artists are shown in galleries or in in dealers. And um, so therefore it's difficult for them to get onto um, collectors' walls if they're not seen. And so that's a bit of a, I think it's an issue that we have. I think it's a responsibility as well that that uh, public galleries have to, to look carefully at who they show. Uh, it must be a bit mm. of a catch twenty two mm. for Totai in a sense because you you don't want them to be treated differently, no. but at the same mm. time you mm. are an organisation yeah. mm. that is there mm. to fill a gap, yeah. aren't you? Yes, and I think that we're probably all aware there there are times when um, Maori, Pacific, and probably Chinese groups are asked to turn up to do a dragon dance or a, you know, sing yeah. a wire or do something and, that, and that's the only time that they're actually asked in to, to be around and which is a bit insulting and um, people keep telling the world that this, you know, Auckland is the biggest Polynesian city in the world well, you know it's really hard to find any Pacific art and we have people coming into the city and say, well, where can we buy anything? And it is it is really very difficult. So I just think that if Auckland is so proud of being a Polynesian city, then they should actually be doing a bit more to present work and um, from Polynesian artists. Mm. Well, of course, also, the, yeah, there are different kind of frameworks mm. and there might be more of a Pacific framework mm. We're clubbing mm. a whole lot of mm. different cultures mm. together in one here. Mm. That uh, I wonder if mm. Totai's itself, mm. the way you work mm. in a mm. sense, has a, a, a tikang or mm. a way of mm. working that you think is different mm. from other institutions, mm. which reflects because you're very mm. artist mm. Um, driven, mm. very uh, in terms of your board, board and the people mm. involved. 
mm. whether there are particularly mm. ways that you think you work that reflects mm. a different way of working. Mm. I think we try really hard to work with um, with other partners. It's it, uh, that's a generality, but it's but. Um, it is an easy way for, for us to work, is to work with other people. And, for instance, with the Honolulu Biennale, we didn't say we're only going to fund Ioana to work with the Pacific artists. There were Māori artists in that group as well, and we we're happy to you know, just say this is a New Zealand thing and we'll do that. And um, we do try very hard to work well it's yeah it's an easy way for us to work and I think it is not difficult for New Zealanders it shouldn't be that difficult uh, we shouldn't have to remain in silos it, you know we should be able to work more across the, the board mm. how long have you been with Totai now um, I, this year I started in 2007 in yeah, this role. Mm. Yeah, so that's 10 mm. years. Congratulations. Mm. Yeah, do, do you think things have changed Good mm. for that time? Oh, it's changed a lot, yeah. Uh, just growing hugely. I mean, the, the artists that come out of art school each year. Uh, when I first started... Um, and actually, it's twenty years, not Sorry, 10 years. So we should say you said twenty. Of course, it is. Mm. Yeah, um, we should say twenty, 20 years. years yeah. twenty uh, years. Congratulations, it has been twenty years. So to, to go back to the question, mm. it's been twenty years that you've you've been with Totai. Um, you know, the, a lot would have changed in that time. Mm. They, it has the the range, as you said, the range of artists, the range of work. I mean, artists in those early days were just uh, there were very few moving image. Um, makers at that stage and very few uh, performance artists you so there's just yeah that that whole range has blossomed um, and yeah that's been exciting to see that people have been able to to express their talent in in many ways uh, you see um it's, it's interesting going to Melbourne and seeing, uh, and Sydney and seeing mm. in Brisbane and seeing the uh, the amount of activity that's mm. going around the collection and curation of, mm. of Pacific work. Do you think it's as strong mm. here in New Zealand, or are we, and uh, uh, have we got some catching up to do as a smaller nation, even though we are supposedly mm. this kind of cradle mm. in the Pacific? Mm. I think that there is a general feeling that um, almost that Australia does more shows more Pacific works than New Zealand does. Uh, I was at the NGV in Melbourne last year for the opening of a big show there, and you know, they had, um, yeah, one, two, you know, three or four big galleries of Pacific, showing Pacific work, and which was, yeah, just uh, hugely exciting to see. And... Um, the APT, I think, has a reputation for showing a lot of Pacific work. And the Asia Pacific Triennial. Triennial, yeah. yeah. And whereas, you know, that same can't be said, you know, Home AKL was the last show that was at Auckland Art Gallery, and uh, that was a few years ago now, and there wasn't anything for sort of 15 years before that. So 
it's you know I don't think that um, I don't think that artists want you know a necessarily a Pacific they don't want a quota system, but there are enough artists here that are of uh, that have enough talent to be included in, in a lot more shows than they are. Yeah, they want to be represented. Yes, mm. yeah. Um, interesting, there was an article in the recent art news by Summer Mark about proposing an idea around uh, a Pacific, a mm. joint Pacific uh, delegation to the Venice Biennale, which I thought mm. was an interesting proposition yeah. in terms mm. of our role mm. in the Pacific. Mm. And of course, mm. we have a lot, our government has a very big role mm. to have in, in, in lots of different respects. Do you mm. think there's more we can mm. do in terms of the way we represent? Mm the Pacific? I think that the Pacific probably looked to New Zealand and I've found that in Hawaii which was my first visit there that they looked to Aotearoa uh, as being the ones that were leading the way in in a lot of things but uh, art and te reo, uh, tikanga Um, and I I think that other island nations are similar. So I think that yeah, we could be taking a stronger lead and um, spending a bit more time and effort thinking about how to show the world what's going on, who, what, who we are down here, the, and the we being the Pacific nations generally. Mm. The, the, the relationship that Totai has with the island nations, I'm, I'm interested mm. in that as to whether you have any kind of mandate mm. to represent artists mm. who may be not based in New mm. Zealand or to re- mm. also strengthen those ties. Mm. Um, we, because most, you know, our funding mainly comes from Creative New Zealand, we, we, uh, uh, we represent the artists that, are, that are live within Aotearoa New Zealand. But we do have a resident. We provide a residency opportunity every other year for an artist, Pacific artist living outside of New Zealand, to apply to come here for five weeks. We have one here at the moment. Oh yes. Um, okay. Juliana Brown Eyes Kahu. She is um, First Nations American Indian and Tongan heritage and. Uh, comes from, lives on a reservation in South Dakota and arrived here about three weeks ago now and so she's uh, she's about number seven of the, of the residents we've had and those they come here with are not required to do anything except to um, communicate with our Pacific art community here and learn and to uh, also to exchange she talks about what she does she's a singer and a photographer in right. uh, her her life there uh, and is learning about particularly about her Tongan side here but you know Pacific uh, culture and Pacific art and in general while she's here mm. so that's it's Hugely exciting. I know every one of them has has got a great amount out of their time here. A resident that was two four so four years ago um, 
is in the country at the moment and yeah, is in Wellington as we speak. And yeah, she's just remained uh, in contact with us and with um, friends and colleagues that she's met here and uh, yeah, really valued her, her time with us was um, probably life-changing for her. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm interested in the, the audience for kind of contemporary Pacific artists' work. They have their own families, their own mm. communities that they come from, but I'm interested in the kind of relationship mm. between these artists and the art they're practising mm. and, and, and those those very large communities mm. in New Zealand and how much of a role you play in that mm. kind of communication mm. of very new ideas mm. um, within the Pacific communities of New Zealand. Mm. Um, some of that can be very interesting, can be a bit um, nerve-wracking for the young people, particularly young artists. So each uh, year, or actually now every other year, we have a tertiary exhibition and that we invite a curator uh, to curate that exhibition and, and they choose the artists from current uh, tertiary students. So when that show opens, more often than not, it's the first time that artists' families have seen their child's work on a, on a wall. And it's quite often a look of total bewilderment and bemusement in, in that. And so... Um, I remember years ago Luke Willis Thompson oh, yes, coming yes. through and doing very provocative work, which <laughs> yes, would have been quite, I mean, yeah, imagine, quite... Yeah. An interesting mm. affront to probably members of his family, so, I would mm. suppose. Mm. And sometimes they have been. I mean, I can remember one of them, and um, a performance artist, and me going to tell her, born her father, that she was actually going to look, when he saw her, she was actually going to look as if she didn't have any clothes on because she had nude underwear and she was doing a performance and covering herself um, in a solution in front of uh, the gallery, gallery full of people. So, yes, I was a bit anxious about how he was going to react to, to that. Uh, and it, I have huge admiration for the, uh, the parents and the families of artists and that just um, take all that in their stride and accept that even though they don't understand necessarily what it is that uh, the, the artwork that their child is making that they will support them for some artists um, it's not necessarily that way and uh, a number of families uh, find it very difficult to un- understand the need the commitment of time that is needed for both to attend a tertiary uh, education and or to, to make art you know they don't have the luxury I suppose of not working and so they yeah don't understand the need for to turn up to lectures or to hand in essays or assignments on time and see art making as just sort of playing around well, that's an interesting mm. point because mm. let, let us be honest that a lot of Pacific artists mm. are coming out mm. of a, a lower socio-economical mm. environment mm. and a lot of um, artists mm. who might elsewise go to tertiary institutions and um, in that way they're often mm. the value system is mm. 
corrupt, corrupt I would imagine yeah. and that you in a sense end up mm. being some kind of mm. form of legitimization mm. and, and insulation yes yeah it can be yes some families make very big um, what's the word they have to give up a lot for their child to go to tertiary and yes. uh, go through tertiary and um, and for some students, that's really, really hard. And you know, particularly the male students who have an expect are expected by their family to be contributing financially. Yeah. So it's not unusual for a, a student to be at school during the day and to be doing a night shift. Mm. You've got mm. examples, very mm. fine, mm. or ma- very many examples, mm. and I guess far too mm. led in that mm. way of, of very brave artists mm. who've gone on and been quite independent. Mm. And I think of Yuki Kihara mm. or Janet Lilo, mm. these are artists who've mm. really built very strong, mm. independent, professional mm. lives for yeah. themselves. Are you, mm. Do you feel good about mm. what the future for mm. all these Pacific graduates mm. and coming out? Is the things more hopeful, do you think? Um, it depends on what day of the week you ask me that. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, we had two, three gatherings over the weekend, um, and I, so I get really full of confidence when I see see the strength and uh, the creativity, and so I love seeing works. Emily Murphy Leo opened a fabulous show on Saturday night at the Mangere Arts Centre, and there was, you know the mix of the the Tongan band, the Tongan church, you know, the the commuted you know, Emily's Tongan family there and and, you know, lots of her peers um, to support her and her work, the work that she's done. And so when I see that I think, yeah, this is this is great. But then I also know that they're really struggling financially and that, you know, there's only probably less than half a dozen of them that absolutely less than half a dozen that can live from their art making so we've got a way to go (laughs) thank you for joining us here on Supercast thank you for having me brought to you with the help of Creative New Zealand Uh, you can hear more at or see more at circuit.org.nz Circuit Cast is brought to you with the assistance of Creative New Zealand, with music by Heat Pump. Follow Circuit Cast on iTunes. For more information, see circuit.org.nz.